May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. I had notes written on Psalm 139. I had a few thoughts jotted down about the miracle Jesus performed in our gospel lesson with the deaf and dumb man. And I have been working on the sermon on more than a few days trying to figure out where it would go. That was me just a couple of days ago preparing for today. Last Sunday, as I announced to y'all and as we talked about just a few moments ago, Erica texted last Sunday and said that they wouldn't be in church because Bruce wasn't doing too well. And by Wednesday, I was meeting with Erica and Henry to say prayers for the dying. And on Friday morning... As I started working on my sermon again, I received word that Bruce had passed away, and I went to visit with Erica and Henry for a little bit. And as I came home from that visit, and as I sat down in front of the computer, I knew that I had to try and refocus myself. The sermon had to be written. I didn't want it to be another late-night, Saturday-night situation where I'm pulling my hair out, trying to figure out what to say, or reworking an old sermon to make it work because I ran out of time or couldn't figure out how to put it all together. And as I tried to get into the sermon writing mode again, as I tried to overcome the mental block that I had, I actually found myself writing the sermon for Bruce's memorial service on Saturday instead. And I still didn't have anything for today. So I was left somewhat discouraged anxious about this. And I sat back in my chair. My soft music was playing in the background on my computer, and I shut my eyes, and I began to pray. And I simply said, God, you know that my brain is in a different place and all over the place right now. God, you know that I'm struggling to put everything that I have into some coherent way. So God, you need to be the one to speak here. You need to be the one to direct my mind. God, you need to be the one to tell me what to say. I leaned back, and I just waited. And here's the verse the Lord spoke to me, kind of ironically. Be still and know that I am God. And I said, are you sure, Lord? That's not really what was on my radar for this week. That's not really what I had in mind. That's not our appointed text. You know, I don't really have any notes. I don't have any research done on that passage, right, Lord? Again, be still and know that I am God. And as I meditated on that in silence, the Spirit moved my heart and my mind. And even though it isn't our text, I realized that this verse from Psalm 46 is certainly one that could easily be woven together in harmony with our text that we did here. In our psalm, Psalm 139, we're presented with a picture of just how much God knows us. David eloquently speaks about how God knew him, and by extension, we're taught how God knows each of us, even as we were fashioned in our mother's wombs. He writes about how there's no escaping God's presence. He says, if he goes down into the ground, or if he goes up to the heavens, if he flies on the rays of the sun from the east to the west... God still knows. Where can I go from your presence? Is David's question in that. And in our gospel lesson, we're given to see how Jesus so personally deals with the deaf and the dumb man. 
this man was brought to Jesus, almost as a, a circus sideshow, with the people caring not really for the man himself, but more so in hopes of seeing Jesus perform another miracle. And I preached on that last year. But Jesus takes this man off to the side. Jesus takes him away from the crowd. Jesus simply sighs. He follows. He prays. He touches the man. And the man is healed. And in a very real way, it was a picture of stillness. Not a lot of movement. Not a lot of words. Just a picture of stillness. And there the man came to know God standing before him in the person and healing of Jesus Christ. What a powerful and yet personally intimate God we have. He knows us. David said in Psalm 38 these words, Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. And as the writer of Hebrews says, there is no creature that's hidden from his sight. The Lord knows us. And beloved, we must know him. We must take that moment to be still and to know that he is God. Be still and know that I am God. In other words, stop moving about. Stop your mind from running about. Take a moment to stop. Take a moment to focus yourself on God and God alone. Take a moment to hear God's voice. Take a moment to encounter Christ like he did with that man this morning. To step away from the crowds. To be intimate with the Lord, if you will. To be still. And to know that he is God. If we're too busy trying to solve everything ourselves, if we're too busy trying to plan everything down to a T, if we're too scatterbrained trying to make everything perfect, if we're so self-centered thinking only of ourselves in an immediate moment, then we don't have opportunity to understand and behold the work of God that is happening in and around us. God is in control. God is the one who is ordering all things according to his will. Now, as Andrew might say, it might not be exactly when we want it, or what we want, or in the way that we want it. But God is ordering things just the way he desires. Working through the good, working through the bad, such that in the end, his will is accomplished. And we're blessed through his will. Friends, for us to see that. For us to see that path forward, for us to, to see the way around the obstacles that are in our path, for us to see the beauty and the majesty of, of God's personal working in our lives, we need to take a time to be still and watch him at work, to know that he is God. Now, it may not be a very scripturally based sermon this morning. It may not be a very theological sermon this morning. But they are the words that God speaks to each of us. Be still and know that I am God. And this morning before I close in prayer, I put an insert in your bulletin and kind of threw this at Donna this morning. And we're going to do something a little bit different. Sort of a reflective, meditative uh, hymn, if you will. And so the insert is, be still and know that I am God. And I'll ask us to sing that. And you can stay seated. And then I will close us in our time in prayer.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, most gracious God, Lord God Almighty, we know that you know us intimately. We know that you don't only care for the big events in our lives. We know that you don't only care for the major things happening in the world around us, or that you're too busy for us, or that there isn't enough of you to be able to focus on us. In our stillness, Lord, we see that you are omnipotent and omniscient. You have all power and you are all-knowing. God, you are the Lord of all creation. You made everything out of nothing in your spirit breathe life into the lifeless. Yet, Lord, as great as you are in such magnificent things, we know that you care for every moment of each of our lives. There is not a second of our life, Lord, that you do know and for which you do not care. Our lives, Lord, are like a house without a roof. We may put up walls such that others may not see us intimately. But yet, Lord, there is no roof to hide from you. You see from above and you know all. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray that we might pause, if not just for a moment, to be still. Lord, we pray that we might be still so that we might know you more intimately in our lives. In our stillness, may we see your presence. In our stillness, may we see you at work knowing that you are ordering our every step and directing our every path. And this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>